Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery, and today my guest is James Lappin. James is a 2017 Queens University Bachelor of Economics and Applied Economics grad and was the vice president and co-founder of the Queens Fashion Photography. James has a passion for sports and is now working for RBC and Digital Workspace Solutions. He is also the co-founder of M5 Archive, an online fashion boutique. I can't wait to learn more about this, James. I'm so happy you're on the show. Thanks for having me, Brian. I'm really looking forward to chatting today. And um, yeah, let's let's get started. Awesome, awesome. So for the first few rapid fire questions, gives our audience a little bit more about who you are and what makes you tick. <laughs> so maybe we'll start with uh, those. So what is your favorite most used emoji? Um, definitely the, like the 100 logo, you know, that one, uh, oh, the 100%. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, um, that doesn't reason? surprise me. Cause you always <laughs> give it 100%. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's a very easy one. Um, I am a huge, like fried chicken fanatic. Uh, I could eat it every day for everything except for breakfast. <laughs> Nice. Okay. And when you have a day off, what is your favorite way to spend it? Hmm. Uh, it depends on the season. So, you know, if it's a nice summer day, definitely, you know, like a, a nice bike ride, maybe go out to a basketball court with some friends and, um, you know, play like a little bit of two on two. Um, yeah. During the winter, um, I'm definitely a little bit of a nerd too, like deep down. So I like to play some video games and I also like watch, like to watch some old movies. Um, yeah, that's that would be my two sort of options, I would say. It's great. A little bit of both, right? Indoor, outdoor, spin it up a bit. All right. Um, this one, do you hit the snooze button or are you a wake up immediately kind of person? Oh, that's tricky. I feel like I'm the type of guy who I'm always up before my alarm anyways. Like even if I'm setting a new alarm, I'll still manage to like, Maybe it's that like deep anxiety or whatever, but I'll still wake up like 15 minutes before it's going to go off. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's like, yeah. does your body know it's coming? You just don't want to hear that horrible noise. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. um, what, uh, what is your favorite word? Hmm, probably, probably we like W E just because it's like, it, it implies like everyone's coming together, you know, and that's, and that's how I think that everything works better. Oh, um, that's great. That's a meaningful word. I like that. So, um, you know, we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last few weeks and, um, you know, really inspired by your story, your journey, all the things you've accomplished. I want to hear a little bit more about your own personal ventures too. But mm -hmm. as we think about the audience um, of students thinking about going to school in the fall or going to university and trying to chart out their own, their own thing, um, you know, could you talk a little bit about your overall experiences and those transitional moments, you know, between high school, college, university to the workplace and, and maybe what you've learned about yourself along the way? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely took a different path than I would say that that most people took. Um, I went to I went to high school at a boarding school, actually, um, and I was just playing hockey there. Um, and you know, I was, I was that kid sort of in grade 12. I was, I was just there playing hockey. Really. That was my number one priority. Um, and I was sort of just like, how do I keep playing hockey right at this time in grade 12? So I wasn't really too concerned with, with university really, unless it was going to be going to an American school. And unfortunately, like I was, 
I was stubborn to, to maybe go to a division one and I had only really, you know, had concrete division three opportunities. So, you know, I still wanted to continue to play hockey and it just turned out um, my next door neighbor in, in school um, was from Europe and he lived in Spain. So he also played hockey, interestingly enough, but, you know, I would say probably a couple months before the end of the school year, when I was about to graduate, I went over to him and I was just like, um, Hey, Patrick, like, um, what's the hockey like in Spain? Like you from there? Like, is it, is it cool? Like, is, is it good quality? Um, and he was like, yeah, we actually have like a pro team in the city that I'm from. Um, and literally just from that conversation there, um, I ended up, it ended up just going further and further and I ended up flying over and trying out for the team. And, uh, you know, needless to say, I never came back until, uh, two years later. So, um, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say here is I wasn't really, you know, I was trying to chart my course out, but it wasn't so much like, you know, I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Right. And I sort of just For wanted sure. to continue to ride that wave of, you know, that adrenaline and sport and, and continue to do that. Um, and then, you know, as I was starting to, to come home from Spain and I had, you know, so many great experiences there, um, I realized it was, it was sort of time to get down to business. And I feel like this was the big sort of turning point in my life is I had to, to become honest with myself and really think about, you know, what my passions were and what I, and what I wanted to do because, um, you know, I love to play hockey, um, but I, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it. So I needed to figure out some, some alternatives. So I, you know, I thought about some stuff that I liked. I liked the financial industry. Um, you know, I was obviously a pretty, like I was into the fashion scene and, and all of that, but, you know, I wasn't, you know, combining those two interests, I had sort of a creative mind and, you know, an, an analytical mind, but, you know, I wasn't too good at math. So I had come to the conclusion that I wanted to study economics when I was going to return home from Europe. And um, I just, I, I applied from, you know, from Europe and then ended up getting accepted into, into Queens University. And, you know, I made, I made that my choice to, to go and, and to, to study economics. And I will say, when I was there, it was, it was another wake up call for me, I guess. Um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to go and I was going to learn all of this economic theory and, you know, get sharp enough in my math skills and, you know, learn all these great things and become like some finance guru. Right. Because I was, I, I was drawn in by that attractive, I guess, like, I don't want to say wolf of wall street lifestyle, but I definitely was attracted to like the financial industry. And I just thought it was a cool way, similar to, you know, cool way to live your life, similar to playing hockey was. Um, so the wake up call in school that it wasn't how I thought it was going to be. And I ended up really just improving my math a ton. Um, it, it led me to, once again, I needed to be honest with myself again and think what I wanted to do. So, um, I mentioned that, uh, I like fashion at the, in, you mentioned that I like fashion in the intro. Well, I, I figured, you know, I can still get involved in this. I just really have to create my own thing. And so I was lucky enough, my housemate and I, we were both really into it. We were both creative guys. We were you know, one day he came to me and he was like, what if we just did a photography club and it was focused on fashion? So, you know, once again, we just, we, we sort of went for it. Um, we started it off, um, you know, we took things slow. We started posting our own photography just on an Instagram page um, and then began to thought of things, think, think of things a little bit bigger um, and that we wanted to sort of get our community involved at, at Queens, um, in which case we started, it was actually pretty funny. We became pretty like well-known around campus. So what we would do, um, is walk around campus and post up on, on the street corners and we would find, you know, people who we thought were in cool outfits or, you know, people that were just like really comfortable with themselves and had like a lot of confidence. And we were like, Hey, can we take your picture and feature you on our fashion photography page? Um, we want to, 
you know, showcase cool outfits across campus. Um, and, you know, most people, I would say like 95% of them were like, oh yeah, of course, like, thank you. Like, and they were just like really um, flattered <laughs> and happy with it. So, you know, we became like a little bit of celebrities from doing that. And we, you know, eventually we started to get well known and, you know, I guess, you know, where, just to answer your question a little bit more, my, all of my transitions necessarily have, have been, you know, I just need to forget about what everyone else is telling me and forget about what everyone else is sort of, you know, obviously I was, I was guided a lot by my parents to continue to pursue hockey and, um, you know, the, the financial industry from all of the, the other student, the other teammates who I had saw who had, you know, graduated and gone on to other things other than hockey, that's what they did. So I guess where I'm going with this is it just really, it ended up with me, you know, being honest with myself. And then the second thing was just going for it, whatever, whatever sort of I, I was thinking, I just need to force myself to put myself out there and be comfortable with it. So I hope that, I hope that helps a bit. Oh my gosh. It is so interesting. It's like hockey yeah. to math to fashion and who knew Spain had a hockey team. Like, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting much, but it was so it was so interesting. Like it was I'm sure you can imagine it was very similar to the culture with like, uh, you know, like European football. Um, yeah. it, like we had people with drums in the stands and like you couldn't even hear the coach talk throughout the games just because the fans were so loud. And like there wasn't, you know, there was maybe like a couple thousand at each game, yeah. which wasn't much compared to here. But just like the atmosphere was like, you could never replicate it in a Canadian and a Canadian rink. Like it was, or for that matter, in any other European rink, like the Spanish people were just so passionate, but you know, I'm not even sure they understood the game totally, but it was just awesome. Like, it was so great to see, to bring, to bring a community like that together. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was awesome to see. Yeah, that is great. And, um, I really like what you kept your, your reference points of, um, going back to being honest with yourself and how important that is as we make decisions um and also to your point about you know listening to others and you know i think that's such a great lesson to already have learned about yourself and learned where to focus because so many of us get bombarded by so many opinions and ideas and what we should be doing and how we should be doing it and there's even programming, um, I feel, my my opinion, there's so much programming on, you know, when you go to school, what you should do and what you should focus on and, you know, getting that GPA and all those things. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's your life, it's your journey. And I really like the fact that you use those words, be honest with yourself, like, take that time, like, is this really what I want to do? Mm -hmm. Right? Ex exactly. Like, and yeah, that was definitely the trickiest thing for me was was figuring out was even figuring out how to be honest what, with myself and what I was being honest about. Like, you know, because I, I I was living a very simple life when it was when it was all about sports. You know, it was you know you wake up, you you eat the right thing, you work out, you know, you do your schoolwork. But you know, life is your sport, and yeah. I was in this place where I was so you know involved with that. I had forgotten almost about all the other things that I had enjoyed. Right, so. I mean, that, that, I would say that six month period where I was sort of, you know, coming back home, back to, uh, to Canada, that was really tricky for me in the sense, like there was times when I had no idea what I was even, you know, going to do. Right. And yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was difficult, but, you know, being able to sit down with yourself and really think about what drives you and what makes you happy. Um, you really need to do it, I think, because I don't know where I would be had I not done that. And had I just listened to to what others were saying, you know, and, and that being said, you should absolutely listen because people are telling you from their own experiences too, right? 
So mm -hmm. I think you just got to take take everything that you're hearing and everything that you're feeling yourself and sort of, you know, put it into your brain and just, you know, what, what comes out is going to be the best opportunity for you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so thinking about the schooling, and I, I heard you say, you know, you really focused a lot on the math mm -hmm. and things like that. But, you know, you also got the cultural experience of going overseas, and that's yeah. a whole nother layer of skills and experiences that you've built in your toolbox. But when you think about school itself, um, I, I asked this question because I'm curious if you think, is there something you feel should be taught either, it doesn't necessarily mean high school, university, it could be either or, but something that should be taught in school that really isn't that you found out through life that you wish would be taught in school or talked about? Hmm. I, it's a simple one for me. And just because, you know, I have a lot of friends who, who definitely have, you know, been hurt by it as well as there's no personal finance taught in school, or at least in mine, there wasn't. So, you know, for a lot of young people, um, you know, we, we're expected to follow, you know, these, these ideas of, you know, you, you, you grow up, you get a job, you move out, um, you pay rent, you end up, you know, you get a career, you buy a house. Um, but forgotten in school is all the little intricacies that go into doing that, like credit cards and, you know, building your credit and, and yeah. you know, even mortgages and stuff like that. Like a lot of, a lot of people, like I still have friends today who are, you know, they come from different paths of life. They still don't have a credit card because, you know, their, their families are just so turned off by that entire thing and they just aren't taught. Right. And they're not from Canada and they just don't know how it works. So it's an unfortunate. And I definitely think that, you know, it needs to be, it needs to be taught nowadays, especially with, with the way things are going and how independent, especially people are becoming at such a young age. Uh, absolutely. And that's been a common theme in these discussions is that personal finance, that budgeting, that understanding. Mm -hmm. And it's such a life skill that no one's really, I don't know. I don't even think my dad sat me down. I think he just was like, let me just do your taxes. And therefore I never yeah. learned how. Um, <laughs> So, um, which I guess now I, I don't worry so much about it because my accountant does it, but, but you're right. Like the budgeting, how do you get a mortgage? How do you do those things? It, I think it's a really good ad. And I really think it's something I'm hoping some of our academic partners who listen into these chats will also pick up. Um, this is a part of the show where I love to get a little bit more personal into, you know, who you are, James, and maybe share with us, uh, myself, the audience. You know some of your bigger challenges in life and and maybe how you've overcome that or how you are overcoming that mm -hmm. definitely um i would say the biggest challenge you know one of the biggest ones at least was initially even going to going to europe and and not knowing anyone other than my one friend um from school and i remember like i got scammed when i got off the airport for like a cab that was like 150 euros to get to my apartment just because i didn't know what the guy was telling me or or, or asking me, right? So um, it wasn't not only just from that, but, you know, going to a new country and then not knowing the language and not knowing how they work, that was difficult um, for me, for sure. But with that, I grew immensely um, and very quickly, um, you know, just by, you know, forcing myself to become immersed, immersed in the society. Um, and then the second one, which I sort of touched on before was, you know, sort of the reverse was coming back from that. And, you know, really getting down to business with how I was going to live my life in the future, um, you know, without really, without really having any idea in my life other than sports and what I saw the people who I was playing with go on and do, right? So um, those two things were really tricky, but, you know, sure. um, you know, now, now I feel like I'm navigating a new chapter of my life, which is how do I move on within my career? And I've just sort of 
I've just sort of started on this one, but you know, I'm, I'll, I'm sure I'll find a way to overcome it. Um, and yeah, my, my challenges definitely aren't as, aren't as challenging as some, but um, I definitely think we each have our, our own challenges in life and you know, how we deal with them is what makes us, makes us who we are. Absolutely. And they, you know, challenges come, old challenges pop up, you know, it depends on, on what those are, but um, thank you for, for sharing that. And, um, you know, for, for diving in a little deeper into that discussion. Um, one of the other, I read a quote when I was thinking about starting this podcast and I, I kind of carry it through now and I'll probably carry it through for a few of these podcasts is, um, yesterday's dreams aren't always today's realities. And that's something I've reflected on just you know, over the last year specifically, but also in general. And, you know, as you think about those priorities and, and how they do change over time, which is natural and mm-hmm. impacts by things like family or where we're living or whatever the case may be, economic statute, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how have your priorities changed over time and, and why? That's a great, that's a good question. Um, I would say definitely when I was younger, I was really concerned with how others were perceiving me. And, you know, um, I, I just wanted to be known as, you know, sort of, I wanted to be known as the best player. Um, I wanted to be, you know, the most popular or the coolest type of thing, right? And now I feel like I've sort of grown up from that sort of juvenile attitude, I guess. And my priorities now have switched to, you know, just because of, you know, like, you know, my own mental health and stuff. I'm more concerned with, you know, the stuff that makes me the happiest, right? And, you know, it's less about money and, you know, other material things. But I'm really, you know, my priorities now is, my family, my friends, um, and and that's number one for me. So, you know, um, it's, once again, like it's a little bit, um, it's tricky because yeah, like my dreams before, I was sort of associating what I thought should be my dreams and sort of forgot what was important to me, I guess, if that makes sense. No, it does, it totally makes sense. And, um, and it makes sense on how those priorities change over time. Um, you know, getting to know you and, and hearing your, your stories and the things you've done and experiences you've had, um, you know, I've been, I've been really talking with students about changing their narrative or even young people navigating through the workforces, you know, talk about your values, your skills, your interests, your passions, don't lead with what you do, lead with who you are. So if you were to, you know, maybe for our first time we're getting together, how would you, how would you tell me if I said, Hey, so who are you with? What would you share about yourself, your values and your skills, and how those helped you to uh, become who you are today? Oh, definitely. I'm, I could definitely describe myself as a very collaborative person. Um, you know, I like to I like to be around. I like to be around my friends and and, and everyone. And I can be described as definitely the guy who's always got a, a smile on his face, um, no matter no matter what. So, um, yeah, That's I would fair. say. You know, the, these values and skills have sort of translated over um, into my career as well. And I, at the end of the day, I just try and bring myself into work no matter what. And, you know, going off of what you said, um, bringing like that, that happiness and that positivity. I think that, you know, positivity is contagious. And if one person in the room is positive, then it's going to increase the chance that others are going to be the same way. So I feel like that has really helped me um, more so in my career or specifically in my career is just showing up, being myself and, and not being afraid of it. Right. And, you know, just being confident in that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. That's uh, yeah. You know, definitely it's, it's, you know, smiling and being happy mm-hmm. and laughing are like great things to, to be doing because 
it it just brings light to the room and it's also you know life life can be difficult at times like why not enjoy and have fun and and enjoy it as you go so yeah, exactly to me agree more um you know it's one of the things also um as we're kind of getting towards the the end of the show and, and talking about some of those things is um wondering if knowing our audience is there anything you would like to share with maybe uh you know other people that might be tuning in today you know thinking of going away to school in the fall or maybe making that trip to spain mm-hmm. um or whatever the case may be um is there any advice or thoughts that you might share share with the audience on um what they might want to think about yeah absolutely um the f- the first thing that was trickiest for me to learn was don't be afraid to take your time um you mentioned like you know whether you're whether you're thinking of going to school or whether you're thinking of traveling or taking a gap you're like don't be afraid to do those things at all um you know if you if you feel like you're not ready to go to to university and you just you're not sure what you're going to study you know i i would say don't waste your time in going because you shouldn't go without a purpose um you know unless unless you know you just want to go and sort of get the experience right but i would just say don't be afraid don't rush you know nothing in life is a rush and if you want to go make that trip or take the year off before you go to school absolutely do it um but similarly or on the contrary i guess if there's anything that you know that you absolutely want to do you just got to go for it like force yourself to you know whether it's a side business that you want to start or you know, you want to start a nonprofit or whatever, like, don't be afraid and just start it soon because you only got one chance to start it and you're getting older every day. So um, I hope, I hope that helps. Um, and I definitely, I definitely try and follow those two points of advice in my daily life today still. Yeah, no, those are great points. And, um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting too, because sometimes people make these decisions of, well, if I do this, I can't do that. And, you know, look right. at what, you were able to do and still, you know, have your passions, do the work, be, you know, interested in what you're doing, but also pursue, you know, other ideas. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not like a linear path. That's the one thing I always tell people is like, don't think of it as just, you have to do this job in finance and that's it. You, mm-hmm. you could do other things, right? Like, so exactly. why not? Exactly. Like that's, that's totally, I think that's the biggest thing too, is, you know, when we're growing up and and you're you're going through like the schooling system like you're you're sort of taught these things um unconsciously that's that's what you have to be doing right but you think of all these incredible people out there in the world and you know the amount of people who have these you know i would say there's just as many people who are successful with non-linear experiences life as there as there are as linear so you know it's it's really your life and you're the only one who gets to decide how you live it so on that note i know we're supposed to be closing off but i have a question so are you continuing down the fashion photography side as well how's that going um yeah definitely so i i will say um i had a project earlier that was called rescue system and that was more of our our photography um like our agency type of work but we'll, we've sort of transitioned um because i guess deep down at heart uh we've always been collectors of of fashion so so right now we sort of combined that you know photography editorial vibe with our collection and we formed it into the m5 archive um you know e-commerce boutique that that we talked about a little bit earlier so with that um we actually like rent out some some pieces to to musicians uh, for music videos so that's sort of how we're like following down like the visuals side and then you know with the visuals comes you know the the other business side so we wanted to tie it in together very similar to like um, my experiences in life as well i guess if if that makes sense so we have the e-commerce and then we also have the rental side for um you know for for editorials and whatnot 
that's a, that is so cool. I'm glad we got that in before we ended. <laughs> I was really, really curious, and um, I think that's really interesting about the the e-commerce side of it too. And well, good luck with that. That sounds like a pretty fun, inspiring, artistic way to stay creative and involved. So that sounds really cool. Um, Definitely. Thank you. And, yeah, and thank you so much for joining me as a guest on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Brian. And um, yeah, to to all the audience, thanks for listening. And I hope you all, um, you know, continue to uh, on your on whatever paths you choose to be successful. Absolutely. So thank you for those closing comments, James. For the listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network, and please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery. Until next time, please stay well.